welcome to this week's episode of Talk of the Town. My name is Philip Swiskud, and I am back with my good friend and co-host, Dr. Kenneth Harper from Vein Specialists of the South. Now, if you have questions about your veins, give my friends at Vein Specialists of the South a call, and they will get you the answers that you deserve. If you're one of our brand new viewers on 13WMAZ wondering what is Talk of the Town, here's what you can expect every Saturday morning, a conversation between me, Dr. Harper, and someone in the community with a story that you need to hear about. This week is no exception, because if you're at all familiar with Macon, Georgia, you know about the Allman Brothers. And if you're a fan of the Allman Brothers, this week is a treat for you. We are here in the big house, the home of the Allman Brothers, where so many chart-topping singles were actually written right here. We're interviewing the executive director this week, Richard Brent. Richard, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you all for having me. So, Richard, I've been so excited and looking forward to interviewing you and to tell us about um, the big house. And I know many of our viewers want to know more. And uh, it's a great honor to be here with you. Well, I appreciate it. I'm glad to have you guys. Uh, so, yeah, the big house, uh, the big house was the communal hub for the original Allman Brothers band. Um, this was uh, the place for all things almonds. It all happened right here. Um, so can I ask you a question about that? Yes, sir. So they kind of moved here and kind of set up shop in Macon about 69. Is, is That's that correct. right? So yep. the band formed in Jacksonville, Florida. Moved and, here. And then too. how'd they wind up moving into this house? You're probably going to share it. Yeah. Uh, so once the guys, when they first got to Macon, uh, they, they were all uh, in a place called the Hippie Crash Pad, which was off of a College Street. It's uh -huh. right... But, it, the, the house is no longer there, but it, it was right beside what is now the uh, uh, Robert McDuffie uh, Strings building right, right there. And that's also where the first album cover took place. So when you, if you're familiar with that, see the guy standing on the porch with the big white columns, it right. was that property. Uh, but once the guys got settled in and brought their wives up and uh, families and uh, Linda Oakley, who was the wife of the bassist Barry, uh, she found this uh, beautiful location for rent. And uh, so she uh, met with, uh, I think it was Day Realty back then, and uh, rented the house. And uh, it was quite expensive back then. Did, did she tell them that a lot of people were going to live here? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that was her plan. Uh, so, so, so I know it's not going to sound like a lot now in today's terms when you, you, know, you have a 6,000 square foot Tudor style mansion. That, uh, it was $225 a month rent is what uh, was being asked and but to your point uh the rent was raised by ten dollars once the family found out that the uh there was more people staying here than agreed upon uh, you know old hippies what can you do right, right. So, but uh but yeah they made it a wonderful home here um i know a lot of people think about uh, a band being here and, and you know crazy parties and this and that and i'm not saying that didn't happen uh occasionally but but it really was a a woman's home because you know the band was on the road for over 300 days a year back then so it was really just the women and children here so mm -hmm. it was a it was a well-kept manicured home and uh it was a great place so how many years was it the home of the Elman brothers band and family they were here from 1970 to 73 um through the the good and the bad um the bad, of course, being we lose two brothers here, Dwayne and Barry, to, to motorcycle accidents about a mile down the road here. Uh, but, uh, you know, the band was able to pick up the pieces and then, and like a family and a, a brotherhood and a sisterhood, they, they 
stuck together and grinded it out and ultimately, you know, put it together a 45-year career as the Allman Brothers Band is pretty uh, pretty awesome. I think before we started, just a few minutes ago, we were talking about, for Macon, it's the Hay House, <laughs> it's the Cannonball House, and it's the Big House, right? It I is. mean, and those uh, houses are known around the world. So, uh, which is, this, uh, this house helped put Macon on the map. Absolutely. Uh, we uh, we get visitors from all over the world. Uh, you know, every week we have uh, people that come from from Germany and Japan and and just you know even South America, um, all over the world. And it, it's mind boggling to me because you know you just to think that that somebody would wake up in another country and decide that hey I'm gonna get on a plane, fly to the United States, and I'm gonna go to Macon, Georgia, and I want to see a house where. A, Bunch of old dirty hippies lived, you know. Hey, <laughs> the, but Macon's the center of the universe, according to Jeff Bowser. That, it is. You can't get it. This uh, is it, baby. We'd like to take this opportunity to personally thank the Allman Brothers for making this happen and Richard to be a big part of it. Hey, and Richard, I'm curious because we're sitting in here and I'm looking at the front door over here, which is next to the steps going up. Mm -hmm. And you were telling me earlier that the Allman Brothers wrote a lot of their chart topping singles literally right here. Can you kind of walk through in, in this room? And I understand the, the big room next to us. Two big songs were written. Is that correct? Sure. Well, in the kitchen, uh, the band's biggest hit was Rambler Man, which Dickie Betts was a composition by Dickie Betts. And, uh, so yeah, he he pinned that in the kitchen at about three thirty in the morning one night. He you know obviously had been working on it for a while, but but it all kind of came together for him. You know, I guess early one morning I should say. And uh, but yeah, so you have lyrics and uh, some of the lyrics. Well, one of the lyrics is rolling down Highway Forty One. Of course, Highway Forty One is right outside right the out front there. door yeah. here. And uh, he would also write the song Blue Sky. Uh, my room to the left and if you look out across the street uh, so the lyric is good old sunday morning bells are ringing everywhere uh so you just look right outside the front door there and you can see the, the church and the church bells and so yeah a lot of inspiration here um you know i, I don't know of another place in the world or a band in the world that has anything like this um there's certainly things dedicated to them a little houses where they you know uh Elvis Presley was born here, Hank Williams was born here, something of that nature. But but not a home where you actually walk in and kind of get a sense of how they lived and the inspiration behind some of the songs. And, and not to mention just the, the sheer volume of memorabilia that we have here. And and actually what you're seeing is only about 30% of what we actually have. So wow. we, we change that stuff quite a bit. And uh, it's it's one of the largest collections of, of, of any rock and roll band in the world. And, and we're proud to have it happen here in Macon and display it here in Macon and then you know we're uh, just honored to be a part of what happens here in this town you know um, I've seen a lot of changes in Macon I was uh, talking earlier being from Virginia moving here in 2007 when I first got when I got here then you know Macon was uh, quite a bit different than what it is now and so it's it's, it's been a, a great thing to watch it change and, and blossom so how how did the Virginia boy get get down here? How did that transition happen? Well, food, man, food. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I worked. Uh, I was a project manager for construction outfit, and uh, so we, uh, the company I worked for, we worked all Frito Lake facilities. So uh -huh. back in two thousand seven, uh, the Perry Frito Lake plant was undergoing a five year expansion, and I got sent down for that. And uh, 
100%. Were you an Alvin Brothers aficionado before you came? Or well, I was a huge, I was a fan. I was a fan, but I'm a fan of, of many bands like other people. And I love guitars. I've always loved guitars. Um, so I just, I love everything about music. And uh, so I actually started here as a volunteer. And uh, so, you know, and the, through all that, ultimately was hired and, and then had the opportunity to trade in a hard hat for uh you know, AC and good rock and roll music. <laughs> so, not a hard decision. It's like a good trade, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a fun ride, you know, and, you know, certainly some of my wildest dreams have come true and, and I've been able to experience things and that some people never do or dream of doing. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, it's, uh, it's been great. And, uh, and I just, you know, I feel so, connected to everything in this house and to the house and um, and it's it's it becomes more of a you know it's, it's it's a dedication but then it's like an obligation as well you know to make sure that this this survives because uh, it's that important and uh, the music and the legacy that the band left behind for the world you know that's it's just something that needs to carry on and as long as I'm here we'll carry on you know so, yeah and we have a, a, a great support team around us from our board our staff our volunteers everybody involved um you know when the band was was around and touring and stuff um you know even the the members of the last incarnation of the band you know we go out and see them they it's the first question they ask you know how's the big house doing you know so so they're all interested and everybody has the same goals for it so. So Richard, I've got a question for you about the tourism impact of the big house, but first we have a quick break for a word from our sponsor. I'm a mom and a professional outside sales representative, always on the go. I enjoy spending time working in my yard, shopping and going on long walks. After being pregnant with my second child, I was left with terrible varicose veins in both legs. This caused heaviness, pain and swelling, which I dealt with for years but it was more of a cosmetic issue. I wanted great looking legs. Then a friend told me about Vein Specialist of the South. This office wasn't what I expected. They listened to my concerns and the staff were extremely caring and informative about the procedure and what to expect. Plus the procedure had minimal downtime. Since having the procedure, my legs feel amazing and I have my youthful legs back. I would have addressed it years ago if I'd have known how easy it was. If you want five-star vein care, I encourage you to call Vein Specialist of the South today. So Richard, I'm curious about the tourism impact that the big house has on the middle Georgia economy. Walk me through how many people you guys get every week and what kind of impact that has on the local area. Yeah, well, it's, it's, uh, we're very, uh, have a strong impact on the economy here. Uh, you know, we're doing about, uh, right at close to right at 20,000 people a year coming wow. through our doors here. And, and that's, you know, people from all over, uh, again, all over the world. Um, you know, we get a lot of people out of Florida and the Midwest and certainly up North, you know, New York and, um, Connecticut places like that. But, um, yeah, you know, they, the, they come here, um, when they get here, they have an amazing time. And then just through, the way everything's set up here with our walkthrough guides and our maps and whatnot, we, once they leave here, they then know they, uh, you know, typically leave here and go get a bite to eat somewhere either mm -hmm. upon our suggestion or what they read about. Uh, it's usually someplace like the H and H more than likely, but, uh, they certainly find their way downtown to other places. Um, 
they visit Rose Hill. Um, you know, if uh, we try to do special things, send it around shows to give people a chance to come here and spend a whole weekend where they, they're staying in hotels. And, and you know, so it's a, it, it's a it's a big impact and it boosts the economy. And so people are out shopping, they're buying stuff. And, you know, we're certainly doing our part to uh, help the economy out. So. Right. That's important. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. So just curious, thinking of the years you've been here, do you have one or two stories about the happiest things you saw happen or your things that oh, just yeah. jumped to the forefront you'd like to share with our, our audience? Well, again, you know, I've, I've um, some previous interviews in the past I've talked about. I, uh, one thing I always go back to, I, I distinctly remember um, these three young men that, that made their way here from Brazil. And uh, when they got here, they, they first of all, they were just so over the top excited to be here. But um, in the room to your right there uh, was the rehearsal room. And uh, so as things have changed over the years, but back then when they were here, um, you know, a lot of items have gone in and out of there, but we used to keep uh, a famous instrument in there, which is Dwayne Owens 1957 gold top, which is of course the Layla guitar. And I distinctly remember the three of them getting there when they got there to the front of the guitar, they, they, held hands, got down on the knees and started crying. And it was just like, you know, can you believe we made it? You know, and I just remember looking at them and, you know, again, thinking these guys traveled thousands of miles just to come here to make it and to see, you know, to have something like that move them, you know, to that emotional mm-hmm. uh, space was just incredible to watch. And, and so I get to see a lot of that. And I think that's the, the biggest thing for me, you know, um, I love to see people happy. You know, I think we all do that. And that's what this place is about. You know, um, this, this, this house is built on love and that's, that's what we, um, you know, try to, to, to get across. If we could have a concert tonight with the original band, mm. tell me three songs you'd like to hear him play. <laughs> Don't keep me wondering. The memory of Elizabeth Reed and, oh man, probably whipping post, I would say. Um, pretty common songs for the, uh, for the diehard fan out there. But, mm-hmm. um, anybody that knows me knows that, that don't keep me wondering is my favorite song that the, the original band mm-hmm. did. And, uh, again, to your, uh, on your right there in that room is Greg's personal notebook with the lyrics of that song in there. And I keep it open to that for that. So reason. is that usually but out there? That's out all the time. So if you come, <laughs> you can see those lyrics. So, uh, you know, the, the, uh, House has got a great legacy. What are you and the board planning for the future? What what are you what would you look for that at the end of your tenure you would look back and say, Well, we really did that? Well, we're in the process of doing it now, um, believe it or not. Um so over the years, you know, we've we've been very successful here. I think when the museum first opened, it was just such a, a goal and a huge thing to get it open, right? So uh, that happened. And along with that, I think there was probably a, a side bet of two years that it would last, you know, <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, all jokes aside, um, no, everybody's worked hard. And so now here we are, um, 12, 13 years later into this thing and, and being, um, probably, you know, the backbone of tourism here for the city of Macon, we've been able to acquire some properties around us, um, that made sense for us to do. And, um, 
you know, like everybody that lives here, uh, we the Vineville Avenue is beautiful, you know, and, and we want to make sure it stays that way. And, and we have, um, you know, goals of having our own, um, like an event space and, and also an educational system mm-hmm. next door. And so we have bought two houses next door. The one house, um, it, it, it's beyond repair, so it has to come down, but we'll build something back in its place to, to fill that space and make it fit into the neighborhood. And that will be used for an educational system where we can teach a type of a music program for, for young kids and make it available for all children. Uh, because everybody should learn how to, to play a guitar or play a piano or whatever, just to understand music. It, it does wonders for, for you down the road. And, uh, and then um, the property next, uh, the other property is just, you know, it, it, it'll be used for various things, mainly just as uh, an extension of our offices and archives. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, that's what we've, our goal is, and that's what we're working towards. Um, and, you know, and it's a good vision. We've got a great name for the program. It'll be called Reach for the Sky Music Program, which was the name of one of the Elmer Brothers albums. Uh, so um, I'm excited about that, and that's what we're starting to work on, and that's our focus. And uh, it's just all about, um, you know, bettering the community and and, and the neighborhood in which we're, we're in. You know, we, 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 we love being here. Um, we consider Midtown up here, so... You know, we're kind of up on the hill overlooking downtown and making sure everybody's staying all nice and warm down there. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's what we've got going on, and that's what we, we hope to do in the, the coming years. Would you tell a little bit about, because the history would be remiss if we didn't ask about Kurt West mm-hmm. and Kristen and how they had a part in this coming to uh, reality. Well, we wouldn't have it at all if it wasn't for them. Uh, yeah, Kirk, uh, Kirk's a great friend and uh just uh, uh a lot of fun to be around Kirsten as, as well and uh but yeah they came down to visit in the 92 93 um greg's dear friend tank middleton met him here brought him over and, and, and brought him over here and, and got to talk to the owners that were here and so they they talked about buying the house and then ultimately it worked out and uh so yeah kirk and Kirsten lived here and, and while working for the band kirk uh was a fan of the fan, you know, uh, he loved the music and uh, the history of the band and he amassed quite a, a collection of which he kept set up in, in, in these rooms here. And so what happened was, is that when fans found out that he was living here, they would just come knock on the door, ring the doorbell, and if he was here, let him in. And they just wanted to kind of sit around and look at the stuff and talk about it. And so that's really what planted the seed for, for the museum to happen. I think at first they wanted to do a bed and breakfast, but it was a little too complicated working with the, that uh, on that part. But um, but the museum, the foundation, uh, Big House Foundation was formed. And uh, what year was it formed? It was formed. Uh, the foundation was formed in two thousand four, and then that's when they were, uh, did some fundraising, was able to purchase the home and and Kirk's collection, and uh, yeah, then it was just kind of off to the races, you know. Uh, but uh, Kirk and Kirsten are great allies to us, and uh, you know if we ever need anything, it's phone call away, and and, and vice versa. And uh, so we we love it when they come around and hang out. So Richard, talk to me about what the Allman Brothers would do whenever they were in town. So I know they were out traveling a good bit, but they would stay here. I understand there's a tie-in with H and H when they were here. Kind of walk me through some of the places that 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 they would actually go whenever they were in town, not to work. 
Yeah, um, you know, there, there was a wonderful relationship with Mama Louise. Um, she basically adopted the guys because she felt so bad for them. When they first got here, they were just broke, you know, had no money. And um, I don't know uh, if you got a chance to look at some of the clothing around here, but you can certainly see they were very tiny people, you know. So they were, uh, they needed it. <laughs> so yeah, mama she'd feed them you know she fed them for free and they'd, they'd go out and do a tour come back pay the tab and it was just kind of the process you know and then ultimately once they became rock stars uh, they 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 took mama on the road with her and you know and uh she told me it was her job to keep them straight and keep them out of trouble that's right <laughs> that's what she, and feed them yeah. right greg said he always saying better after having mama's collins so he always have to have her collins on the uh out on the road, and uh, at one point they had a uh, 24 carat uh, uh, frying pan made for. Them. <laughs> I think she used to keep it in the restaurant at, at one time, but uh, it, it ended up in her home. Yeah, so would we may find you down at H and H on occasion eating? You can find me down there any old time. H and H is great. I'm more of a breakfast guy. Right. You know, so I love. Uh, well, we're so thankful for Ben G. Griffiths stepping in to preserve H and H. Yeah. Oh, and absolutely. That, that yeah. was a big thing for and me. And the food's fantastic. Yeah, the Moon, so Moonhanger Group's done a great job with, with everything that uh, um, down there. And, and uh, so, yeah, again, you know, back to uh, um, positive changes for the city of Macon. Yeah. But I am thankful that when I got here that I actually got to have Mama's cooking, you know. So that's, I'm very thankful neat, about uh, that. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I first there, uh, went there, We uh, she ordered the uh, BLT and it came out on three plates. So, <laughs> it was uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, whoa. So, so what's your favorite down at H uh, and H? The Red Dog. Yeah. And walk us through what's the Red Dog. The Red Dog is an open faced biscuit with two pieces of fried chicken, collard greens, <laughs> red eyed gravy, and some pimento cheese on there. So, do we know the macros on that? <laughs> <laughs> It's good. It's, 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 it's good. It's good. Yeah. I'm the doctor yeah. approved. <laughs> yeah, I've got the belly to prove. <laughs> hey, so Richard, one other thing I was wanting to ask you. So my favorite painter or my favorite artist is Steve Penley. I've just always loved his work. Yep. Walk in the room. You point out, you guys have a Steve Penley painting right behind us here. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, that's incredible. We walk in the next room. You have another Steve, Pen uh, Steve Penley painting in the other room as well. How in the world did you guys get those? We stole them, man. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, years ago, uh, there was a, uh, an auction that took place. And, uh, so, uh, some, some kind of people, uh, actually bought these things, uh, and, uh, got them for the museum. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't around back then, so I'm giving you the very cliff note version of that, <laughs> but that's how they ended up here. And we're, we're very thankful for them. And uh, we've been offered a pretty penny for them, you know, and we wouldn't ever sell them, of course, but, uh. Yeah, we we just the one behind us. We we use it. Obviously, you'll see it most of any photographs that we do, any kind of promotional pieces, and um, any pictures that get taken. Especially when we get you know just whether if it's just uh, fans or get other musicians through here or whomever. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it's it, they're wonderful and, and they're beautiful. Yeah, uh, and, and you know it's just kind of like I I was telling you also that you know I see something different, and especially the one of Dwayne in the other room. Um, 
some days I look at it and I think that something's wrong with it, you know, because <laughs> you see the way the paint ran on it. But sometimes I forget about it and I see it, my heart stops because I'm like, oh, you know, something's wrong. But but then, you know, right. gather myself real quick. But. Now, you were jokingly saying you stole those paintings. Absolutely. <laughs> now, there, there's a legend about maybe the boys, the brothers, taking the wrong piano home from Carnegie Hall when they had a session down there. Have you ever heard that story? I'm not sure if I've been privy to that one, uh, but you know, you, you never know. It's been known to happen, I guess. Uh, yeah, that Sunway might have been a little better than that old piano they took in there. But I don't. That's probably not true. No, no they would have never done that. Pianos are hard to. Do. Not that I would know, but I would say it's pretty hard steel. I think. Got <laughs> like a guitar at first. <laughs> so, so tell us the. Preserving the legacy of the Armour Brothers and Southern Rock and Roll. Tell us how, how high that ranks on in your career. Yeah, you know, um, like I was saying earlier, I think preserving their legacy is, is the most important thing. And, and um, uh, they, they made such an impact on the world um, with, with the way they thought and with their sound you know, everything about them. And uh, so it's, it's extremely important that that be preserved and that everybody has an opportunity to come here and feel a piece of, of that period. Right. And, and you do that here. I mean, as soon as you walk through this front door, I mean, the, 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 just the, the sheer smell of the old house just kind of, it, 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 it transports you back in time. And, uh, and you, you're, you find yourself in a, in a, great space here and you're listening to great music and then you start to understand how you know what a wonderful vision Dwayne had for what uh what would be known as southern rock but one of my favorite quotes from Dwayne is that uh when asked about southern rock music because they really didn't like being called southern rock or anything like that because Dwayne in an interview saying that you know hey <clears throat> rock started in the south so by saying Southern Rock, is he might as well be saying Rock Run. It just makes it. Yeah, maybe a little Richard, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Richard and yeah. the architect. <laughs> That's true. Right, so. When you think about that period of 10 or 15, 12 years, little Richard was, you know, developing, growing here. Uh, Otis Redding and then the Almonds came to town. Yeah. How, how cool was that? Would, it would be so great to see that happen again and oh, make it, wouldn't it? Would it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you look back on it and um, you have to wonder, will it ever happen again or where will it happen again? Right. Um, you know, it happened in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. You know, it happened here in Macon. I mean, I think to some degree you could say even, you know, many, many years later it happened in Seattle with the, the grunge movement. Right. You know, all those bands that, that popped out of that scene. Uh, so it still happens. Um, but where... Who knows? But but I'd love to see it happen. Yeah, we wanted to be making Jordan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, and there's so much talent here from places like Mercer, and 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 so many people are coming out of that that are so musically inclined that I think the future is bright here. I think we could all agree. Yeah, so absolutely. much musical potential here, Richard. We got to leave it there. Thanks so much for joining us, and thank you guys so much for watching. Stay tuned for where me and Dr. Harper will show up next. You never know where that might be.
I work in inventory management, requiring a lot of walking and standing on concrete. After many years, my veins were bulging and swollen, and I was embarrassed to wear shorts or even a bathing suit. Then I found vein specialists of the South. The staff were very caring and professional. They explained everything during my procedure. The best part, there was little downtime and I could feel a difference in my legs immediately. If you want the best for your legs, call Vein Specialists of the South today.